Hello everyone, my name is Ivana and welcome back to my show Got Appetite. Today um, I will be talking to you guys about Chinese food. Um, now I will say much of the menu that you've come to love from your local Chinese restaurant is really just an Americanized version of Chinese food. So today I am hoping I am able to tell you guys more um, about actual real authentic Chinese food that you would find at a restaurant in China. Um, and the term Chinese food is so common nowadays, um, especially in the States. But honestly, that's really not at all what China has to offer us. So if you would like to find out uh, more about the different foods that they can offer us and about some of the little history about how um, Chinese food came to be so Americanized here in the States, and some fun facts and some suggestions about Chinese restaurants, then stay tuned right after a short music break.
Hello everyone, welcome back. Um, before I start with the list of some foods, I just want to say um, that I have never been to China, but honestly, I would like to go. I think it would be a really cool culture shock um, to me and honestly to many of you, considering and especially considering that I've never visited an Asian country to begin with. Um, it'll be very interesting to see um, not only their food, but just in general, uh, their culture, just how they act and how, you know, their interactions with people in general. Um, and but honestly, I just don't know how I would be able to live without any of my social media over there because everything is blocked there, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so that would be a big, big, big issue for me, considering how um it's so common for me to just jump on social media over here whenever i want to um so now let's get to the uh, list of foods so the first that i have on my list is sweet and sour pork everyone has a local chinese food i'm sure that you go for your chinese food for takeout or just to sit there and chill and eat your chinese food but no matter how good your favorite chinese restaurant is this dish is so much better in China. For starters, in the States, it is often fried in a doughy batter that hinders the taste. But in China, the pork is lightly fried very fast at high heat. Then it's dressed with the sauce. So if this is the dish that you most often order, you should definitely try it in China and it'll probably change your life and how you think uh, that it tastes here. It's you think that the way it tastes here is actually the best way, but not really. Wait until you go to China, if you ever do. So you would wish that you had it way sooner over there. Um, the second food I have is Mapo Tofu. The, uh, this is just tofu. This dish has been over 100 years old. And it's a spicy dish of tofu with browned ground beef in a savory sauce topped with green onions and it is very blissful on top of a hot mound of rice. You may have seen this on any Chinese restaurant menus in the States. But most people honestly just kind of skim past it and they don't really pay attention to it. But it is without a doubt one of the best dishes in all of China for um, their ability to unite this check to their texture with the perfect dose of spice. Another one is the wonton soup. I'm sure this is also very familiar. So if you ask for a wonton soup or it's called over there, they call it huntuntang. So that's that's a cool thing to, to call it next time you want to order instead of saying wonton soup. Um, you'll be pleased to see it resemble what you're used to it being. So sometimes the broth is less golden that you're used to. However, the wontons which are called the honton, are absolutely spectacular. They are most typically filled with uh, minced pork or even diced shrimp sometimes. Um, and sometimes it'll be a mixture of the two, depending on how you would like it. Um, you could just ask them and they'll make it the, the way you want it. And as a hearty and comforting food, Chinese people have the custom of eating wontons, usually during the winter time um, and they've been doing this ever since the Tang Dynasty which was from 618 to 907 
as you could you could see this food um the wonton soup has been um a chinese custom or uh, you know in their diet in their cuisine for a long 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 time another one is the dumplings again sounds familiar so but usually you know those those uh pork dumplings that you can get steamed or pan fried at any restaurant here in america well i hate to break it to you but those are actually immature dumplings they however if you like those you're going to be delighted by the ones that you would find in china there are a whole restaurants devoted just to dumpling making over there and dumplings come in more varieties than just pork although pork is one of the most common fillings um but there are shrimp dumplings beef dumplings vegetable fish and many many more um but one of the best dumplings is with cucumber and scrambled eggs it sounds really strange but if you try it you won't be sorry um another thing that you should know about dumplings in china is that they're always served on holidays it's their thing um like during a chinese holiday meal dishes will um keep being placed on the table like you just have all these dishes and when a large whole fish is brought out this signifies that dumplings will follow at the close of the feast so you know pace yourself as you eat so you don't offend your chinese host by not tasting their dumplings because they will be um served at the end so this is like they, they're served at the end to kind of signify that like this that they're the star of the show another um another one on the list is the roasted duck roasted duck is the most famous dish that comes from beijing you'll find it in any city um though having it in beijing is the most apt is a ma- is a must it's an absolute must um it is cooked in such a way that the skin is thin and crispy while the inside is very succulent um it is served with savory pancakes as well on the side and you are to take pieces of the duck meat and wrap it in the pancakes with sweet bean sauce and spring onions for a mouthful of incredible delights so that's the way that they eat it another one is the Sichuan shredded chicken those uh, Sichuan is a region in central China I believe so this is um in Chinese they call it yuxiang rosi so this is there this this is basically a spicy chicken stir fry and it's something that you won't see in the states usually um it consists of shredded chicken that's cooked fast over extremely high heat along with carrots, bamboo shoots, um and green peppers. And the sauce is a bit sweet and a bit sour. So it's a little bit of both with a heft of garlic uh for a flavor that you'll crave. Um another one is the hairy crab. This sounds weird, but if you visit the coastal cities of Shanghai during the fall months and you're definitely likely to find this crab everywhere that you go um it is steamed up to perfection just enjoying the sweet meat from within the shells 
is already good enough. And the Chinese people love to dip it in sauce of dark vinegar um, and ginger, which some foreigners find this very unusual. But I would try it. I am all about trying different foods and just like if something sounds weird or some something that's out of my comfort zone, I would definitely like to try it because you never know until you have it. So and there's also no butter to dip this. So don't even bother asking for butter. They, they don't they don't really serve it like that. Um, another one is sour dumplings. I know I already talked about dumplings, but these are a little bit different than just the regular other dumplings that we already discussed. These sour dumplings are next level dumplings. They are Shanghai's famous dish and you absolutely must have them. They are created to hold a broth inside of them. They are served with a deep and wide white soup spoon. And the correct way that you should eat them is to pluck one up with your chopsticks and then place it into the soup spoon and then take a bite. So then when you bite into it, the soup will gush out inside into the spoon so that it's a really it's a really cool display of how how you're able to eat this um and it's usually very hot so you should you should do it slowly um and this way you won't have you know you won't burn your lips on the soup and then and um that'll be bad so another one is the chinese barbecue in the summertime the streets of China come very alive with all the people just happily enjoying the warmer weather, finally. And whether landlocked or by the sea, like wherever you are, whether you're by the sea or not, you will see uh, tons and tons of vendors standing um, over long rows of charcoal barbecues with... Um, some meats grilling to perfection over an open flame and this smoky meaty delights is something that is out of this world and um the seasonings can be made as spicy as you want so if you want to go nuts you can ask them they'll go nuts on the sauce and and uh you will definitely need a bucket of water but if you're worried about trying it out from the street vendors, there are also restaurants that serve it and that um, specifically restaurants that actually specialize in Chinese barbecues where you can get anything from pork and lamb to squid and vegetable grilled up on skewers. And you could see it happen right in front of you. So whatever you do, don't miss out on these. Another one is the hot pot. The hot pot is a Chinese favorite. It's not just a meal, but it's a pastime. It's, um, it's a large cauldron of boiling water bubbles up in the center of the table, and you order meats and vegetables to cook up yourself in this pot. Once they're ready, you fetch them out, and then you dip them in a savory, salty, peanut buttery sauce. And on a cold night, hot pot is the best way to spend time catching up with your friends, the meal is um, slow paced, everyone eating, you know, drinking, talking, just enjoying each other's company. And the taste 
like if, taste some of the food there and there you know to like taste some of the food here and there um enjoying the time together and it's just a great um kind of comforting food that you you could try another one is the steamed stuffed buns this is a another great street food to grab on the go if you're on the rush um you will really like the steamed stuffed buns um they but they are just balls of dough are stuffed with a savory ingredients usually pork and vegetables though there are many other varieties and then these dough balls are steamed up and then the result are that um they are known as baozi in chinese and they're super delicious and it's just a cheap way to fill up um really really fast on the go another is the sugared hawthorns on a stick if you want something very sweet um while you walk around this set you're gonna look for a street vendor that sells these sugar-coated hawthorns um they are tart but with sugar coating and they're very sweet too it's like eating sweet and sour cranberries from a stick but beware because hawthorns can have pits in the center and um but it's still you know this sweet and gooey well this the sweet and gooey taste will definitely make you feel like a kid again sausages are another one some may not be really impressed with this but if you like sausages, you might want to give uh, give it a try in China. Um, pork sausages in China, they have a very heavy influence from Russia, uh, which you can taste it in these uh, robust sausages dotted with fat. And they're slightly sweet and slightly smoky for a sublime taste that will fit the bill when you start feeling homesick. Um, pomelo. The pomelo is, is not really a dish, but it is a citrus fruit that is really much like a giant grapefruit. And honestly, I'm a person who who likes to, um, like every time I go, let's say, to Dominican Republic or Mexico, they always have some weird, like, or, or just Caribbean um, countries in general. They always have these weird, like, exotic fruits and um, that that tastes amazing and i always want to try because sometimes we don't have them here so so this is that this is a version of um of china of a chinese type of citrus fruit called a pomelo so it's like a giant grapefruit and you you really can't eat it yourself because especially in one sitting because it's just really really big um and chinese people love to bring these as gifts to each other's homes and just share them over tea another one is again a different food it's called a durian fruit and it's a spiky fruit that has a very different distinctive smell to it and it's really a hit or miss like you'll either love it or hate it but it's definitely worth a try either way um the flesh inside has like a custard like texture and it is said to taste a bit like almonds by those that like it and for those that don't like it the comments are not really kind so we'll just leave it up to you to decide once you try it your thoughts on it um another one is the mantu most people assume that chinese people just eat rice with every meal but that's not really true 
um that's just a stereotype that especially here in the states that we kind of think but they're not eating they're if they're if they're not eating rice or even noodles with their meals then they're eating mantu mantu is a steamed bread it's mostly plain in taste and it's a bit doughy but it's good for sopping up sauces or stuffing with the meats and vegetables that you're eating to uh, fashion a sandwich of sorts um, another is the hot and sour soup so it's it's kind of a lot like the hot and sour soup that we know but trying it in china is just a different experience um, it's interesting that is that every place has their own tweak on the recipe um, so a lot of different varieties of, of how they make these um, soups. But most foreigners tend to agree that the hot and sour soup they've sampled in Beijing is the best in the country. Another is stinky tofu. Now, yes, it sounds weird, stinky tofu. But um, it's, it's kind of like you need a lot of getting used to um, if you were to try this food and eat it. Um, stinky tofu is something that generally comes out at night. Um, it's in the markets, of course, and has a smell that gives it the name. However, the flavor doesn't taste anything like that stinky smell that comes from it. But it just has a bad name, honestly. I, but I guess it uh, comes with how it smells. Um, the century egg is another one. Uh, Chinese people love pickling things, but by far the most beloved preserved item on their list is this century egg that's sometimes called the thousand-year-old egg. It's not as old as the name suggests. However, they're very well preserved for a short um, while in a combination of clay, salt, ash, quicklime, and rice hulls. Um, the result is this Chinese delicacy that is black and gelled and it's an interesting taste to say the least another is moon cakes you've probably heard this um or if, maybe if you haven't had it you have heard of it but um around the fall holidays the fall time the holidays in the fall time and of course for the chinese new year moon cakes are an essential component of the celebration they are small cakes that aren't meant for one person they're far too dense and too big um you slice them into tiny wedges and then you share them they have an interesting fillings inside which aren't bad however you don't bite into them expecting sweet chocolate you know um they have things like bean paste sesame seeds and nuts inside of them another is the scallion pancakes this is a uh, very popular in the street carts um, they are savory pancakes that are made with scallions and a popular, which is, they're a popular snack for Chinese people. And, um, they're wonderful on a cool, chilly day. So while you just grab some from the, you know, from a vendor on the street that you'll see, and it's, and it's definitely worth the wait. Um, they're soft textured, slightly sweet, um, along with some sharpness of the scallions that, satisfy on every level another is the yutiao so these are long fried pieces of dough that resemble these um the long donuts that most of us love um only these aren't that sweet uh they aren't sweet at all you'll find them sold on any street corners in the mornings 
um and they're usually served with like a soup and the chinese like to dip them into their soup um for a proper breakfast so if you miss home or if you miss donuts something that's hard to to um to find ex- except in big cities um you can buy a bag of yutiao from a vendor and just take it home to dip in some cinnamon and sugar for a wonderful treat another is the dan 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 noodles the the spicy noodles dish um is from the sichuan province which is again like a region in china and it is considered the comfort food by most chinese people these noodles are dressed in a spicy sauce that's made from preserved vegetables chili oil minced pork and scallions and if you feel chili at all if you have just have a bowl of this and you'll get very fiery inside and out in a very very good way um egg tart so technically this dessert this is a dessert that came from hong kong or that came from portuguese influences in hong kong but now you'll find it everywhere on the mainland of china these mini custard pies are phenomenal and you'll wonder why your local chinese place doesn't offer these for dessert um i know mine doesn't i don't know about yours but it sucks um and it, it's fun to just try the different flavors too um if but if you have the chance try the original first and then try it with the fruit in the middle and then berries and other delights can also be found inside but they're just so sweet and great so you should sit down somewhere with some bubble tea and then just enjoy them all um i don't know about you guys but i'm a i'm a fan of bubble tea i know like i introduced my mom to it i was like oh like try this and she wasn't a fan like she she thought like the little like the the bubbles inside the drink the tea um she thought it just has a weird texture to it and she's like oh no no like i don't like this so i guess it's not everyone's cup of tea uh see what i did there it's not everyone's cup of tea um another is the white rabbit candy uh these creamy white and chewy milk candies are a are among the most popular candies in china and you'll find them you'll find them at markets you can you can buy like a big bag of them just for cheap um and they make a great souvenir uh or like a sweet treat to present to your host especially if you know if you have children they have children and children of course love these candies and uh will crowd around a place for them if if they see you uh get out one of them uh going back to bubble tea bubble tea is actually it originated from taiwan but it's um it's truly refreshing it's an it's an unusual drink not gonna lie but generally speaking bubble tea is just made from a tea base that is mixed with fruit or milk um and then they have the chewy um tapioca balls or the bubbles what we call them um and the fruit jelly are added so there are tons of varieties like there are many many flavors that you could try but i recommend the bubble milk tea with the tapioca or just the bubble milk green tea with tapioca um they have i know like they have the slushy version they have just like the liquid version i usually get the slushy version with the tapioca balls 
and I get like the taro flavor. But um, they have many, many flavors. Like they have coffee, they have um, mango, and just a lot of different other flavors. So anything from your tastings. Um, another one is <laughs> is the saliva chicken. So before before you are like what saliva chicken? Like who wants to have that? What is that? Before you gag, just know that there's not actual saliva used in the making of this popular Sichuan dish. Chinese words and names often translate into unsavory or very bizarre descriptions. So, um, what is this drool-worthy dish made of? It is, it's boiled chicken that is marinated in a sauce of chili and sesame oil. And there are 10 spices in this, di in this dish, which renders this marinated chicken incredibly spicy. Why it's called saliva chicken, I have no idea. Why would anyone want to uh, add saliva in, in the, the term? I, I just don't understand. Like, that doesn't make it look appealing for us to try it. But it is what it is. Um, I guess they have a bizarre naming. Um, another is the hot and sour glass noodles. So originally these are from Chongqing, which, and this is, this, there's, it's a, it's a cheap eat. It's considered a snack for a lot of Chinese people. And even though it's from Chongqing, you'll find it all over China. It contains, um, sweet potato based glass noodles swimming in a soup. That's made from a chili paste, soybeans, chili oil, and uh, lots of vinegar. If you want to try them, you can look for a busy food street place in the city that you're in. And you'll for sure be able to find them. But they're very spicy, so be prepared. Another is the Chinese hamburger. So if you're in China for a while, chances that you'll miss having a burger and you'll head to like mcdonald's you know there's there's one in every city actually a fun fact um or even burger king it's a bit less common but they still have it here and there you may um even like shell out of more money just to get a nicer western west just to get to a nicer western restaurant western restaurant where you can get a big beefy burger like back home but whatever you do you need to have the chinese version of a hamburger if if you want that back home taste, it probably won't make you happy because it's not how it really tastes over here. But if you're ready to try like a different taste, a different take on a hamburger, then you should try it. Um, it it's it might become like your favorite Chinese snack. Who knows? But their their version of burger. It consists of a stone oven cooked bun that's filled with sesame seasoned pork inside. And this pork is often simmered overnight in a giant pot of Chinese spices so that by the morning it's just ready to be to delight your taste buds, taste buds everywhere. So while not really like an American burger, it's a it's a pretty tasty Chinese food that you've come to, that you could come across. Another is the beef noodles. So it's a simple Chinese dish that you'll find everywhere. 
Um, everyone has their own unique like recipe for it, though it is fun to taste in in um, in different parts of the country just to see how the flavors change. But it generally it's generally cheap too, so it'll fill you up without um, without spending too much money on it. Um, another is the sweet and sour eggplant. So if you like eggplant, then you might like this type in um, that they sell in China. Um, it is readily available and there is really cheap too. Um, you'll you'll find that they're developed in the that they've developed many many delicious ways to eat it. Um, like in a sweet and sour sauce is one way. But again, it's nothing like what we're used to. Like it's nothing like the 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 sweet and sour sauce drownings that the pork in American Chinese restaurants um, tend to do. But it's ju it's just truly delightful here. And what whether you choose eggplant or pork, um, or or both, because sometimes you can find both in just one dish, you'll be glad you did. And the other is the shredded chicken with mung bean sheets. So this dish is often called lapi and is an interesting and strange dish that you could order. It's a dish of cooked chicken that's shredded up and it's mixed with cucumbers and mung bean sheets, which are these like oddly textured fat wide noodles. And the sauce is this garlicky with like a the pinch of vinegar and it's just absolutely incredible. And what makes it so different from almost every other Chinese dish is that it's served cold. And they serve so few things cold in China, to be honest, um, based on their beliefs that like cold things are bad for you. But la pi is just an exception and it's often served in the summer as uh, one of the starter dishes to a big meal. The whole steamed fish. Uh, finally, let's we can end the list of foods here with this Chinese dish that can almost also come in many forms. And at a big dinner, like one for a holiday or birthday celebration, you'll find a whole big fish will come out to the table towards the end of the meal. It's almost like a finale of sorts, you know? You'll you'll find this made of variety of in a variety of ways. Like in the Sichuan province, it's incredibly spicy, but in other places it tends to have more of a ginger and fish sauce flavor to it. So save room for that. Um, and then the dumplings come right after. So, so that is a list of Chinese foods. Um, and now on to some fun facts about just the Chinese way of eating um, or just their cuisine. So if you have noticed, Chinese use chopsticks to pick up their food. They don't use knives. They don't use forks. And... I'm not bad at that, to be honest. Um, I just don't. I would like to use my fork, though, just to have a big, um, just a big spoonful or, or just with a fork, like a big bite of my food. I feel like the chopsticks don't do me justice that much, but I guess they're used to it. Or they, could, or they, they probably know how to use it better than me. Not probably. They probably, they do. Um, another is the wheat noodles. 
um, that the wheat noodles are like the main staple diet in northern China, while the rice is the main staple in the south. So you could see they have different different um, main staples in um, in the north and south. So restaurants in southern in southern China also offer noodles, but they're usually rice noodles. And rice is served separately, if it's like in a shared meal. Um, they're served separately, separately in a small bowl. You might probably know of this because I've been to some restaurants that do this. Um, so it might not be like a big shock to you. But meat and vegetable dishes like are served on plates or in a bigger bowl. Placed in the middle for everyone to share. And it's not just one plate each like in the West unless it's eating fast food. Um, Chinese cuisines also varies across China. There are many regional cuisines with different flavors. Like they have the spicy, sweet, sour, hearty, and just things like that. Restaurants usually provide a round table for more than four people. And there may be a tempered glass, the, the Lazy Suzanne, which is like a turntable. It's like a rotating tray that's placed on a table and it is in the middle of the table so um so it swivels like round enabling you to reach each dish easily another uh, fun fact is that ingredients of chinese food are various and sometimes shocking to foreigners like you know they have frogs chickens feet pigs ears intestines dog meat so it might not sound um very pleasing or very uh, very tasty to eat to us but um they the locals over there eat that um they're used to it it's it's not it's not something that's weird for them although for us it is and um another fun fact is there are usually no salt or pepper shakers or even bottles of tomato sauce on the table but in compensation of that they have bottles of soy sauce vinegar and chili paste and another is that some chinese restaurants can be quite noisy and smoky so where people don't control their talking or volume or smoking they just don't care that much so there have been a lot of bans going on on smoking in public places recently but um just to help that um just to help it for some people that um that don't like that or that that are bothered by it and another funny one is that tips are not expected in chinese restaurants so here in the states you know we have uh usually it's it's not it's not like required but pretty much everyone does it it's, it's a tip you you have to tip in a restaurant um but over there, it's not it's not expected, but the service fee is included in the food prices. That's what they think. And if the Chinese, if like if the Chinese friend that you're eating with put food on your plate, it's kind of to show that you guys are close and friendly to each other. It's not because that they don't want it, they don't want it, or they think that um, can't you can't do it yourself. It just happens more often at family meals. And where like the young pass on food to their elders and it's just uh, an act to show respect. 
now on to i know i was i said i was going to talk about like the little history of how uh chinese food came to the americas and how it came to be so americanized so uh i'm gonna break it down so it started in california and the foundations for what we know as chinese food were laid in the mid 1800s when a huge influx of chinese immigrants came to california during the gold rush and they mostly came from the can the canton which is today which is known as uh guanzu and the newcomers started opening a lot of restaurants and eventually they began settling elsewhere also thanks to the railroad expansion and that resulted in the establishment of chinatowns all over the place and then hipsters contributed a lot also to how the chinese food came to be americanized so in the 1920s chinese food started to catch on among the bohemians and it wasn't until after world war ii that it started to become even more mainstream so chinese chefs would often have two menus they would have one for chinese people and then one for the americans but of course popularity grew and the american tailored menus came to dominate so the reason that the americanized so you might be wondering like what is the reason that they become they, that the menus became so americanized like okay sure we get why they dominated but why were they americanized so um why were they so popular i'll answer that it is it's it's used it used super sweet syrupy sauces as opposed to the traditional ones um and that was mostly due to like the cheap widespread availability of the canned fruits like pineapple and cherries the use of which and of ended up creating this entirely new type of cuisine that americans couldn't get enough of so chefs didn't skimp on the sugar and salt and the public didn't skimp on the eating so it was just a really good arrangement so Despite how popular in American Chinese restaurants, um, broccoli, tomatoes, carrots, and yellow onions aren't typically found in actual Chinese restaurants, mostly because none of these things are native to China. So you might, you might think like, oh yeah, I'm eating this like authentic veggies over here, but you, they're not even found in China, so you, you played yourself. And... Chinese cuisine usually uses green onions and daikon, as well as leafer, which is like a more bitter broccoli. But it has some uh, regional variations around the United States. And um, it's true to, um, to the American form, like folks in different regions started making new and more Americanized version of Chinese food. And that's just kind of how it spread. Um, they saw chefs and just a lot of these um, uh, Chinese American restaurants. They saw that, oh, hey, like we have a lot of customers coming in here asking for the food. Let's just stick with that. And it's a cheaper option for us. So um, it just kind of widespread and they and it just kind of stuck over the years. And that's what we have today. But if you go in China, um, American food pretty much their their representation representation of american food is like kfc and there's actually fun fact they have a lot of kfc on um blocks in like major cities in china 
So it's almost like there's Starbucks. Um, now, as for some Chinese restaurant suggestions, as like I said before, um, I promised you guys that I will um, introduce you to some um, or give you some suggestions on some Chinese restaurants that you could visit here around this area. Um, one is the is called Truly Sichuan and is located in Ridgewood, which is in Bergen County. Um, it's pretty authentic comparing to other Chinese local cuisines. And I've read some reviews about that as well from other people that have visited this restaurant. They enjoyed the food. Staff were nice. Um, so if that's something that you could look um, into, that would be nice. Um, another one is here in Newark. It's called Good Tasty 2. Again, pretty authentic or more authentic comparing to um our local chinese restaurants we see usually you know on a lot of blocks here in states um and two that out of all these places that i just listed two of them are the most authentic and they are found in new york city uh one of them is called wohop and the other is called hop lee Based on all of the reviews that I have read about these two restaurants, they're, they're, they're not joking. Like, this is real, authentic food. I know it's a bit of a stretch for some of us. Like, if we live in New Jersey, well, mostly, like, here we live in northern Jersey. So, um, New York City is not too far from us. Uh, but if you have the chance to go there and if you want to try real, authentic food, I suggest those two restaurants um and the thing about them is like they're not so overly hyped to a point where it's like oh okay just you know it's oh my god it's gonna be like great 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 chinese food and you go and you're disappointed no but like you won't be disappointed if you go to these places because they serve actual real chinese food um so that just a little history about how chinese food came to be americanized uh, when it was introduced and um, uh, and just like a whole list and suggestions of places you guys could go to. And I hope you guys have had some insight about Chinese cuisines. I know some, you know, a lot of people like we all say, oh, you know, Chinese cuisines or Chinese food is Americanized, but no one really tells you why or how. So I really hope that you have had some education on that and you found um some of the things that I said helpful for you guys in the future when ordering Chinese food. And um, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Um, I will end it with some more music and I will be back next week. Bye. Take care.